Iowa everywhere. It's time for Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Presented by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. This is Iowa Everywhere. What's up, guys? Welcome to Miller and Williams here. We are recording this on the 1st of February. It is a Wednesday at 10 o'clock in the morning. My name is Chris Williams. I am joined, as always, by the fearless John Miller, the Prince of the Parlay. He is the um, Iowa State kryptonite. I'm just trying to think of like dorky, stupid Star Trek King of, things that you King know, like. of Sting, Italian Stallion, Master of Disaster. Are you Italian? No, that's just Rocky Balboa. Yeah, yeah, actually, because I knew that reference, and I was like, wow, if you're Italian, that's pretty cool. No, no, I'm not Italian. I'm not Italian. I'm, I'm not even Italian. Um, I'm just a you know a German English mutt. Yeah, I feel you there. On my on my oh. grandma Miller's side, she was a Carter. We, I have like this family history book that's like a book that goes back to like the 1600s. It's pretty cool. That's sweet. Yeah, I, I did the ancestry thing. Yeah, a couple years ago, and I was kind of let down by it. You know, I, yeah, I did that too, and it said I was like 13 percent Japanese, so I don't place a lot of value in that. Really? No, I made that up. Oh, that'd be awesome. I'm getting into <laughs> Japanese culture. I, I'd be fine with that. Japanese seem really chill. Yeah. My daughter is now doing Taekwondo. Yeah. And, you know, you're looking around in there, and they've got all this Japanese heritage stuff in the in the right. gym, and it's it's kind of cool. Like I'm, It is. I'm kind of looking into it a little bit. but Yeah. Nothing, nothing beats a little cultural appropriation in the morning. Uh, welcome to the program. We are presented by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Your favorite place to play. I, I was hoping you were going to give me that part. Seems like that's what we're down to now. Like that mug. It's really sweet. Go State. I got to yeah. support the guys after the meltdown the other night. Can't. I'm not bailing on them now, man. Can't man, bail I, on them now. I, I, I kind of. I, I was doing something, and then I saw the Twitter. I saw Steph Copley. I saw other people just like starting to grip a little bit so i tuned in and i was like man ouch college i um honestly like let's let's talk about it though the i haven't really got to talk about it other than my own monologue after the game yeah like i don't man i don't want to do the latest and greatest that was one of the bigger collapses i've ever witnessed though as far as like one of my teams it's probably the largest because it, it what was weird about it is in if you would have just watched the first half, you would have thought Texas Tech doesn't even want to be there. They've quit on their coach. They've like all this stuff, and then it was like a hex was put on there, and Iowa State couldn't do anything. They couldn't even get the ball across half court. They're dribbling it off their feet. They're missing free throws. They did everything wrong, and Texas Tech did everything right. It was just crazy because normally, you know normally there's at least a little bit of return to the mean, like there's runs and bats, yeah, but like, it was sure. like Iowa state was like a junior high team out there in the last 10 minutes. It was crazy. I've never seen anything like that with one of my teams. So it sucks when it happens to one of your teams. And the thing is it happens to your team at least once a year or something ish like that. Maybe not to this degree to what you're saying. I'm not going to say that that's, Oh, that's just common, but it's not uncommon. 
it's college basketball. You play 30, 31, whatever it is, regular season games a year. Um, you're also asked to go to class and keep your grades up. Uh, it's winter. You got girlfriends. You got, you just have life. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, like my daughter, Grace and I joke, she call, she and her friends call college fake life. You know, like they know that they're out living in this fake little bubble that you'll never live in again. And I'm glad that she recognizes That's that. That's good that she knows that. I right. didn't know that I, when I was in Because like that means you're going to soak up. I, I, I've told her from an early age, no regrets, no regrets, no regrets. Live life, no regrets. And she's doing it and I love it. But this is still life and things happen. Is it? Yeah, you can be disappointed and upset or pissed, but... It's one game. What Iowa State did against Texas Tech does not undo the amazing toughness that I personally witnessed in Allen Fieldhouse when they were Mm -hmm. there um, and other games that I've watched them play. So looking at the totality of the year thus far and also going back to TJ's first year last year, what is more likely that that performance against Texas Tech is – the norm for the rest of the year, or it's an outlier. Well, it's an outlier, yeah, right? right? But I get it. It sucks when when it happens to you. You don't like it. You're playing for seeding, this, that, or the other. I get it. But the Big 12 is a snake pit. So, listen, this is crazy. the first time in my life, Chris, that I've been trying to help uh, assuage the concerns of Iowa State fans. That was a quad one loss against an 0-8 team. How crazy is that? That is. Isn't that wild? Say that again. Texas Tech was 0-8 in the Big 12 going into that game, and that was a quad one loss for Iowa State. Wow. Wow. That that's that's a stat for you? The the Big 12 is significantly better. I'm going to the current Ken Palm ranking. So um, the current Ken Palm rating for the Big 12 is plus 18.72. The Big 10 is next at .15. Two four. Now those numbers in and of themselves don't tell you anything, but when you look at the fourth best conference, which is the SEC, it's thirteen point three nine. The Big Twelve is like thirty to forty percent better or tougher than the SEC according to statistical metrics. Um, it's you know twenty percent tougher, uh, if you will. And I know these things. It's hard. These words are harder to find than the Big Ten. The Big Twelve this year, while not lapping the field, is considerably better according to analytics than any other conference in the country. And so. it, and I do think that they benefit too when it comes to this time of year from playing one another, like it's an even schedule, right? Yeah. As far for sure. as the metrics I, I love that. And, and, and it's going to benefit them as long as, you know, what we saw this, this week isn't um, the new norm, which I highly doubt it would be. They'll benefit come NCAA uh, selection time. Hey, are you coming to Kansas city this year for the big 12? The bear shit in the woods. Awesome. Okay. So I was thinking about that last night. We need to, you know, I'll come down. I'm sure you don't want to stay at my house. I get it. Um, but you're welcome. There's going to be a lot of Miller and Williams in March. Yeah, there is going to be a lot. Uh, you're welcome to stay here, but I understand. No, I don't you want not, to stay at your house. Yeah, I understand you're not wanting to, especially since. Maybe you, I'll come a night early and, and hang out with you. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. I would like to do that. Yeah, yeah I would really you, like that. Milk Uncle Jason for a little extra graft. You deserve it. And then let's let's come down a night early. Let's hang out. Let's have a good no, time. I'm going to come to your house and stay a night. Okay. The first, and then I'll just mosey on over to downtown the next Perfect. morning. Perfect. 
perfect. And I'm going to come down to some of those games. Heck, I'll bring I mean, my gear, and yeah. we could do a, a podcast, like an sure. in-person. Absolutely. Be a blast. The, the long-awaited non-sports podcast we've been talking we, well, about we gotta, since I, August. We, we have to get that on the calendar. I have well, so you know many what? topics. This I'm not saying this is an exclusively April through August endeavor, but that would be a good time for us to kick it off, right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I will say this. Um, did you listen to my – and it's okay. You can say no. I put out a podcast yesterday about I a 20-minute monologue. I listened to it. Okay. Um, my my point – and I, I hope everybody listens to that because it's kind of like my mission statement with what Iowa Everywhere is. I did, I think, underestimate the amount of time there is into building a company. Right? Like it's – because Cyclone Fanatic's been like this slow build for – 15 years Bye. and like we literally launched a sports media company in Iowa in like a week and then it was basketball it was football season and it just which is it's great like I'm not complaining it just there's all this stuff I want to do with this that we simply need more time to implement so we'll get there we will get there absolutely and I will when you and I met at that Bondurant coffee shop in like the week of the Iowa State Fair what was that like um, what's the name of that place uh, somewhere in the middle, somewhere in the middle. So we met there and we talked, I guess we finalized my involvement, um, and all that signed your I mean, contract, right? Signed the contract. And that was like literally two to three weeks before college football season started. And I don't, I, I'm going to ask you a question to see what you'd say about this. I tell people all the time that, so I started my energy company with two partners four years ago, this, uh, back in January. So we're four years old. I left a really good job to go to start over and have no salary or income for like nine months. Mm -hmm. If I would have known then what I know now about starting an energy wholesale company, I would have been too intimidated and scared to leave what I had. And I would have just stayed where I was and I wouldn't have taken this on. Knowing what you know now with the work involved and everything, would you still have done it? Or would oh, you yeah, have been a little more scared or intimidated? No doubt in my mind I would have done it. I just would have been – boy, we would have been more aggressive from the start a lot earlier. Or I would have just said, hey, we'll start January 1. But I really wanted to do it with football, and I genuinely love college football, so selfishly yeah, I wanted to, to – Yeah, you have yeah, to start like, with football. Yeah. So, no, yeah, I, I wouldn't have done anything different other than – good. That's good. I probably would have, if I would have done anything different, I wouldn't have been so um, understanding of KXNO on the way out. Like I gave, I res, I resigned in April, and I my last show was like mid June. Yeah, you know, and I I kept waiting on them, and I kept I, I was trying to be a good teammate on the way out for everybody else, and then they didn't end up hiring my replacement until like. September anyway so like, it's kind of like what was I around here for yeah, yeah. it's it's human that's that yeah. that would be the regret that I have I would have just given them two weeks and then got out it's, that's just a guilt reflex um you you feel bad for leaving even though you're not like a hostage you know um yeah. you did you you made them far more than they paid you um so you know what yeah it happens uh let's talk about Iowa last night, you know, the Peyton Samfort story is awesome. He just is like a totally different guy than he was two months ago. Like, and he's, I, I questioned his consistency. 
I was like, well, you know, like it, there's a difference between being a guy and being the man. And he's kind of proving now that eventually he can be the man for this program, it looks like. And he just keeps showing up. So I, that's kind of where I wanted to start with you, John, is just giving that young man some props. Is That that was a – looked like they were in trouble at halftime. I don't know if I thought they were going to lose at that point, but Northwestern was certainly game. And they just – listen, they, this Iowa team with losing Patrick McCaffrey like they did, you don't really know where that's going to be. Uh, Chris Murray has been really good. I don't think that he has been to the level that his brother was last year, and that's not – fair to really compare them directly but you lose Jordan Bohannon my point is somebody had to step up and you're seeing that from Peyton Sanford and Rebracha is bringing that consistency too those are the guys I'd like to highlight and kind of feels to me as an outsider uh, this team kind of goes as Tony Perkins does as well you've got to have that that energy from him not necessarily the box score what what have I said here as a Hawkeye outsider do you agree disagree with anything I think you're mostly on the mark. I, I think let's start with in chronological order from what you mentioned, um, which means I'll remember the first and probably forget the rest. That's all right. Um, Sanford. I said a couple of weeks ago, I tweeted it out that he's going to play minutes in the NBA. And what I mean by that is I think that he'll two way deal at some point he'll play in the NBA. I'm not saying he's going to be like a 13 year veteran that, you know, you know, plays 80 games a year. I'm saying he will get a look and a shot in the NBA. And I feel better about that all the time. He is a two or three, can play both. Maybe even a, he's maybe even a one and a half to a three and a half. Probably not, you know, the college level can play forward sometimes if he's got a mouse in the house and just kind of invert him from the outside in and take advantage of mismatches. But he's got good enough ball handling skills um, that he can be aggressive off the drive, especially given the mismatch that he may have. And I, I and his shooting, yeah, I mean, the outlier shooting start that he had this year, that is not indicative of the kind of shooter he is. And I'm not saying that the heater that he's on right now at 55%, um, you know, since he snapped his 0 for 19 shooting start is indicative of who he will be. But I think he's probably somewhere around a 42 to 43% three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. He is – he may be the best Iowa player I've seen at coming off screens and hitting threes – the, the the body control that you have to – this isn't just Peyton. You see it from other players on other teams. But the body control you have to have to come off a tight screen around the top and you're running hard, catch it, spin and shoot and make it. it it's just an unbelievable skill. He has that. He can shoot himself open because he's 6'7", maybe closer to 6'8". Um, I, I just think the sky is the limit for for Peyton Sanford and he's also by all accounts uh an, an incredible human being and great teammate on to Rebrach anything you wanted to add or mock me no. for there okay because no. no. I know I, I took some heat on the NBA well John you said that Tony Tony Perkins was gonna be uh better than Andre Woolridge earlier this year I didn't say that I said that I think Tony Perkins has a chance to be the best Iowa port, uh, point guard since Andre Woolridge I'm not backing off of that he's got another year um but it, I never said better. Rebracha, the improvements that he has made this year are incredible. He looks more athletic. Um, maybe he that half hook he uses quite a bit, and he gets a lot of lift when he mm-hmm. uses that. But he's 6'8", and he's undersized in a bigger league, so he probably knows that he has to. He's been phenomenal. Chris, Iowa in Big Ten play is on the positive side of the rebounding margin ledger 
not by much, maybe about by a rebound, but they're on the positive side of it. And it was about a year ago this time that they started to recommit themselves to rebounding. And that made all the difference because they were getting killed. This team is rebounding better than it probably should be. And Rebrach is a huge reason for that. Um, and yeah, Chris Murray isn't Keegan and you're right. It's not fair. Um, it's just human nature. We're going to do it, especially for identical twins. Uh, <laughs> so I get that. Um, but he is, uh, I, I There are times where he shows the, the ability that he has to take it to another level. And that's when he's aggressive. I would say he's certainly good enough if these other guys are contributing this way. If they're not, he needs to be up a level. And that's where you've seen, you know, the Ohio State game and the Michigan State game where you just need that guy. Yeah. So it seems seems like he can call on that a little bit. Keegan definitely could dial it in. Uh, It seems like Chris is starting to learn to do that. And I don't know that that's his nature or temperament, but it's what is required of him. And, and you know, I usually once a month I buzz around the uh, NBA draft, uh, mock drafts, and, you know, I see him in the top 15, the top 28. Yeah, um, well, he's got that makeup that would make a lot of sense. And, and it's so weird. NBA drafts on potential, we know this. Right, and it's so weird that every time I read something, it's like, well, they, everybody sees what Keegan's doing, so, you know, Chris may benefit. I mean, it's like, that's just so, so weird to me. Uh, but these guys know a lot more than I do. So I was started out, was it 0 and 3 um, in Big Ten play? At least 0 and 3? Um, yes, 0 and 3. Yeah. And and now they find themselves six at 6, six and 5. Um, With a couple of massive games coming up on Saturday and next Thursday. We'll get to that. I wanted to – we don't admit in, in our business when we're wrong – enough in my opinion it's why people don't like us i i think i've been wrong about rabracha i i don't regret my analysis in the past because it's what he was but i do want to pat him on the back because he to me is the same type of guy as maybe what you're seeing with the caleb grill at iowa state um where it's just the minutes and the reps that he's developed over the years are really paying off now. Like you can be a really great college basketball player without having that NBA type of pedigree. And that's what to me, Rabracha has worked himself into it. Same with Gabe Kalsher and Caleb grill on the other side. It's just two years ago, both of those guys were just kind of guys. They were role players. They, they did something well, right? Gabe was always a good defender. Caleb was a, a uh, good energy guy who could get streaky off the bench, and Robracha just was six eleven or whatever he is, and had a motor. He's turned himself into a really good college basketball player by, you know, sharpening the edges. And I didn't think that he would ever be this good, so I'll I'll eat some crow on that. He's he's really really improved. All that's well said and spot on, and I didn't think that we'd see him play at this high of a level either. I do want to add one thing. You remember being like 19 or 20 years old, coming back to your high school gym in the summer, playing pickup games with your with your boys? You know, mm-hmm. there's no AC on, hotter than heck. Um, and you're 20 years old, 
and there's that dude that's five years older than you that you only heard stories of and mythological things <laughs> yeah. about when you were younger oh, yeah. because he graduated. Dude's got a back hairier than a Sasquatch, sweats at least three or four pounds, so you don't want to check him down low anyway. He's about 6'3". He's got really good pivot moves, but he's got starting to build that old man strength. YMCA game, baby. Yes. Philip Rabrach is 25 years old. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Is he really? I didn't know he was that old. He is. He He is. Wow. So, um, yeah. Well, so there's makes probably, sense. Yeah. There's probably, some, there's probably some nights where the uh, the strength, the old man uh, strength and, and knowledge. And, and Connor McCaffrey p- plays maybe the best mental game on the floor that I've ever seen anybody play. But, yeah, Rebrach is 25. So that helps a little bit, too. Yeah, between him and Connor. I mean, they, they really are. Like, watching Connor is just kind of maddening to me. Because it's like he doesn't have a lot of skills, but he's he's kind of turned into like a crafty player. Crafty. That is a syn- right? that 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 is a uh, white synonymous compliment in basketball. Crafty, yeah. gritty, gutty, edgy. He is, and you know he Connor doesn't play. Connor's game is below the rim. Safe to say. All right. He's turned himself into thirty eight percent shooter from three, which to me means is incredible. Did he, did he sell his soul to the devil at the crossroads? Don't know. Not confirmed. But he's he's hitting the three consistently to the point now where I kind of almost expect it to go in, which is a shock. But when he gets the ball and he gets the ball in the low – Connor plays so much in the post offensively and defensively. I mean, the, my appreciation for him has just exploded. When he's got that ball in the post with the mouse in the house and he's backing him in, watch him. Mm. Watch his eyes. He's like a quarterback under center at that point in time looking at the defensive alignment pre-snap. That's what he does when he's got that ball backing down. And he passes incredibly well. I, he passes well everywhere. But he I just remember the old, so many things. Oh, he's like this elite interior passer to Luca Garza. Remember those conversations? It just it annoyed the hell out of me. Jess brought it up again last night. And it used to frustrate <laughs> me because I'm like, that's all that he's got. He wouldn't be on. Oh my he, God. Wouldn't, he wouldn't play for another Big Ten team is what I felt <laughs> at the time. Well, and, he wouldn't have. And I feel that right now Connor would have a role on most every Big Ten team. I mean, he's I actually playing. I was w- watching him last night. I was trying. I was thinking in my mind. I do this often. Like if I could fantasy draft the two teams, yeah. I, I was like, what would Connor's role be on Iowa State? Like I was actually thinking about that. Fifteen he, minutes a game. I don't know. Like with yeah, maybe I guess. I think that the, his grit would like his tenacity would. I know Maybe I'm doing all the white words. Yeah. Um, but I think it would fit with – but I don't know his – I don't know how much TJ would allow the uh, – The whining, complaining? Yes, that's I the, hate that. Yeah. I, he, so he probably – TJ has a no reaction to the official rule with his players. I like that a lot. Yeah, he's like, let me handle the officiating. Yeah. It's a mental chess match. I'll yeah. handle all that. You are not to react to any call – ever yeah i like that i don't know how that would mesh it it wouldn't um connor and philip rabracha are two of the biggest official whiners i've can recall and i'm gonna throw caitlin clark in as well um man i i know that she gets roughed up in that and i love her i mean i have i've i've watched probably 75 percent of their games she's maybe the most exciting iowa about one of the three most exciting iowa basketball players i've ever seen um but man just quit complaining and whining and just deal with it. 
let your coach do that. I really like that policy. So, a couple other stories to get to. This is great. Uh, so your Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Congratulations. It feels great. Lifelong Chiefs fan. Um, the Pro Bowl has has long been a joke, but this story is just unlike any other. So the Ravens backup quarterback, Tyler Huntley, threw two touchdown passes this year and is going to the Pro Bowl. He is the fourth alternate. Uh, we'll initially replace Josh Allen, who has an elbow injury. He is the worst Pro Bowler in history. Uh, with t- you got to go back to 1975. What year were you born? 71. Okay, so you weren't around for the Mike the Mike Bor Borla era. No, don't. It's not ringing a bell. Do you remember Ken O'Brien, quarterback? Right. He threw ten touchdown passes in 1991 and made the Pro Bowl. Hmm. Mike Borla threw six in 75. But you got to remember, in 75, they weren't actually like throwing the ball; they were just running right. it all the time. So five quarterbacks and five touchdown passes in 1975 is like 31 today. <laughs> yeah. You gotta read football, this book. F- football inflation. I read this book twice. I'm just getting it finished up for the second time. I think I've showed it to you before. It's called the Perfect Pass. It's the history of the forward pass in in the sport of football, and it goes back to Hal Mummy and um, Mike Leach and stuff. And it's just it's epic. I just want I wanted to show. So you're reading that. I just added this to my uh, library. It is uh, Isaac Newton's Principia. Jeez. It is. Uh, Sir Isaac Newton's Mathematical Principles of Natural Philosophy in a System of the World. So, you do you. Well, I have that one, and then I have my Daily Stoic next to me as well. Ooh, yeah, I needed to I'm get one of those. Really rocking the. We'll save that. For you, you, time. you, you, you seem. I gotta admit, you seem more stoic. If I'm being I'm honest, a, I'm a. I'm one stoic son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. Do they use terms like that? Is yeah. that against their Stoic creed? It's not a religion. I was trying to explain this to my mother-in-law the other it's day. A philosophy. Yes. But a lot of people are like, oh, it's a new religion. No. It's a, hey, chill the, chill the fuck out is Stoicism. Right. That's, right. that's what it is. And yeah. I need that. I need, I need that in my life. Yeah, the world, the world needs that. So if you want to call it a new religion, you know, sign me up. Whatever. I thought you, that you, was cause, funny. Because the old ones suck. I also wanted to, before we wrap today's podcast up, I wanted to give you a just a little parenting advice. Are you okay with that? Because I'm all I'm fine when you give me advice, and I've always listened, and I've always taken it in, and I've always appreciated it. Are you okay ha, with ha, this? Yeah, I am okay with it. Has, has my advice been solicited or unsolicited through the years? Probably a mix both. of both. Yeah, probably a mix of both. And and you know that I both. have your. It's, it, it's been 50-50. I always lean on you for stuff. Right. You know that. And, and you know that I have your best interests in heart, but I also know that you know it's your life and our lives are different. So by all means, please well, turn the favor and give me uh, some unsolicited parenting advice because I'm running I, out of time. You sent me a text last night. Yes. Where little Gracie Miller, who we all are bonded to forever because of the... My it's John Miller, and he hates the Cyclones. And you're listening to Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX. Spot on, spot on. Screw you, Iowa State fans. I hate all of you. We Our remember rule Cyclones drool. Mamas don't let your uh, babies grow up to be Cyclones. <laughs> all that. All that, yeah. So you sent me a text 
and it, she was pinged at the uh, the fog last night, Allen yeah. Fieldhouse. Yes, she she was watching Kansas and Kansas State basketball. Good for her. Great win for the Jayhawks. Looks like Bill Self's got that thing turned back around after three in a row. And like I'm starting to think that little Gracie's becoming a little bit of a front runner, and I think she's missing out on key life experiences. I I, I hounded you about this. <laughs> You want life experiences for your daughter. You get her ass to the Liberty Bowl to hang out in Memphis for four nights on Beale Street. Hey, wander off Beale Street and go to a dive bar. You've got her hanging out with all these elitists in Allen Fieldhouse. Oh, the greatest day of my life was when Kansas won the national championship. I get it, sweetheart. You go to Kansas. I understand that. But that is not preparing you for the real world. You want to be in the real world? Go to the freaking Liberty Bowl. Okay cheer on Kansas football. You want school pride? Get to the damn football games. Okay? You, you don't learn anything by being a Kansas basketball fan. Well, you don't – you certainly don't experience a great deal of adversity, right? And I think that's Thank maybe, you. maybe what you're hinting at. Um, adversity does come in other forms. Um, we can say that for another podcast. Actually, my wife and daughter actually did that podcast back in December. Um, it was a however, lovely podcast, by the way. You, I listened. Thank you. However, I will say that she did go to the KU football game this year, the week that ESPN's game day was there. See, exactly. She's showing up elitist mentality. Oh, yeah, I'll go to the football game when game day is there. Oh, yeah, you want to build, you know, you want to get a little rough around the edges, kid. You go there when Texas Tech comes to town in, in November. Right. right. You sit your right. ass around that shitty stadium sure. that has the track that goes around sure. it. Sure. That's how you build adversity. That's how you become a tenacious young woman. Not hanging out at Allen Fieldhouse. Okay. Okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to get angry. I wasn't like... You know what? the Iowa State of me with the Kansas basketball thing. It's hard right. to... I get it. I get it. Now, you know, if, if she... Let's say, let's say she went to Kansas State. And she was like, just, you know, I'm a KU basketball fan. When I moved here and I encountered those weird people, I wanted nothing to do with them. No one that was a friend of mine or to this day is a friend of mine in Kansas City is a fan of Kansas basketball and Kansas State football because I personally won't allow it. I don't trust you. I'll never yeah. trust you. That's the Creighton basketball and Nebraska football. Yeah, yeah. And 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 you're like, yeah, I don't I don't get you. Why how could I ever be friends with you if that's the the that's what you do? So I get what you're saying, but you know she does go there. Uh, she she is a, she is a student there, and believe me, uh, well, I guess I did say when she was a baby that uh, she, one day you're going to go to KU because we had a video of that, and I said that and we were all kind of laughing. But we were living in Kansas City at that time. Well, then we moved to Iowa. Then we moved to Oklahoma. Sure as hell didn't want her to go anywhere in Oklahoma. I wanted to get her out of there as quickly as we possibly could, which we did, never to return. But yeah. She's a KU kid. She's a KU student. I get what you're saying, um, but I think she's had a few hard knocks the other way. I think she's going to be okay. You know, some of those early season games that she couldn't go to this year in football season before the ESPN came to town, she was working at her job. So, sorry, the the dad in me came out to defend my firstborn child. Just saying, if all she's doing in her sports life right, right now is right. just showing up the big moments for Kansas basketball. We're not exactly, you know, testing boundaries here. Before she went to KU, the one team, the one sports team 
that she had an affinity and love for was the Kansas City Royals. Okay, and so she's built some grit there. Built, built a little grit there. Um, you know, got a nice little taste of the summit. You know, back yeah, which most Royals fans took them decades to get. Yeah, I, I mean, I still remember where I was sitting in my reaction in 1985 when they beat the Cardinals. You know, um, in game. Well, they seven. shouldn't have really won that game, but uh, catch the catch the foul ball, Jack Clark, before you get to that last one, and we're not talking about it. So piss off. Um, you know, the Royals in the 70s and 80s when I was a little kid, they were great, and then we had like a 27 year hiatus from the playoffs. So yeah, so we're balancing it out a little bit. Balancing it out a little bit. But she's having a great time. Last night, so she bought a student ticket. She's like, hey, Dad, you know, you ever seen the movie Inception? No. You've never seen Inception? Not that I'm aware of. Oh, my. Who's in it? So it's this concept. uh, Oh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's in it. Um, And it's this notion like. Have you ever seen Freddy Got Fingered? Yes. It's hilarious. Horrible. Um, Love Tom Green, though. Tom Green's crotch game episode made me piss my pants literally when the I was the one there. where he's at Easter dinner and asking his mom and dad if they've ever had oral sex. I don't I've know if that that, that that maybe you're thinking of a different crotch game. Mine is <laughs> Tom's dressed up in like a stormtrooper style outfit and, and he's got a baseball cup on the outside of his pants and he has a stick and he's walking up to random people on the street and saying, "Will you hit my crotch?" And some people do it. And then he's got one, like, maybe homeless guy, and the guy's hitting his crotch. Then they go, they knock on some random person's door in their house and said, can we come in? And they got their cameras. The lady lets them in. They go into the bathroom. Tom sits the homeless guy in the tub, turns on the shower, gets in the shower with him, and the guy's sitting there hitting his crotch with a stick, and Tom Green's going, crotch, 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 (laughs) hitting the crotch, 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 crotch. This is my crotch. And yeah, dude, I, I lost oh my it. God. That show um, is amazing. Do you remember Undercutter's Pizza? Yes. yes. Oh my god, you that's the all time. The tackle box with the meat. <laughs> Tom, Tom Green. Tom Green was Joe Rogan before Joe Rogan. Oh, Joe, he was a genius. Joe, Joe Rogan was a guest in Tom Green's pre-podcast, but personally owned media room in his house or office. And Joe Rogan's like, man, this is really. And Joe Rogan was like, his wheels were spinning. Yeah. And Joe, Joe Rogan became – Tom Green was the bop, forerunner of that. Bop, 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 undercutters. Yes. Inception <laughs> is a movie where the notion is you can put people into a dream state and you can go in there with them into their dream state and plant ideas in their dream state. So Inception, you're planting an idea that when that person wakes up, they're like, hey, how about we do this? Well, that was an engineered idea, okay? And you can see how much trouble that could be. It's a great movie. Grace incepted me yesterday. We're sitting there chatting. She's like, oh, man, I'd love to go to the game tonight, but tickets are like between 50 and 100 bucks." And I start to chuckle. I'm like, hey, I know what's going on here. But I want her to have all the experiences possible. So I said, hey, you know what? If you want to go find a ticket, just let me know. Put it on the, put it on the card. It's great. And, uh, and I said, oh, gosh, thank you, Dad. And I'm like, and I, later I said, hey, you did that on purpose, right? You, you think I didn't see that coming? Like you're just trying to get your dad to feel bad because tickets are 50 to to $100 and you just happen to bring that up? And she she said no, but I, I, I don't so know. So you're calling Gracie a liar? No, I, I'm calling her um, an enthusiastic fan who saw an opportunity to get to the game. So I would say this. All right, listen, young lady. I'll buy you, I'll buy you a ticket, but you got to go to every Kansas home football game next year 
Well, building character. Close, close. I did say, I said, hey, how about next year I we just get you season tickets for basketball? Oh, because so, that's really going to teach her. So it's close. But you know what? For football, I bet she goes to two or three games in September. Good for her. Actually, the Kansas, I think Leipold's a really good coach. I actually, all joking aside, it, they've they've got my attention in the Big 12 for sure. Well, I, I, I know I know one one team in uh, the Big 10 conference that's you know just north of there uh, really liked them a lot. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, they were told no thank you. Man, they, by the way, they, they, that Matt Rule has been recruiting. They've got some dudes. He's a coach. I, I can't stand him. I, so, I was so, really glad that they hired him because I, it, it allows me to not root for Nebraska, but I think he on. can coach. Hang on a second. I'm curious. I'm going to go pull up Nebraska's, um, I'm going to go to rivals.com because I'm an old guy, but I think there are better services for recruiting than that. Um, team rankings, 2023 team rankings. Going to that, Nebraska is ranked 24th. But they're getting uh, all those transfers, and you just don't know how those will match and how it Congratulations. Out. I mean, Nebraska, okay, let's go back a year. All right, let's do this. I'm sorry. Do you have something to do real quick? We got five more minutes. I got five more minutes. Okay. I have to MC this event tonight, so I'm I'm kind of. You know what MC stands for? No. Master of Ceremonies. Oh, okay. Forty uh, first last year. That was a bad year. So this could blow up. Dude, I'm just saying that he's not Scott Frost. That's all I'm saying. Scott Frost had the 18th ranked recruiting class in 2021. This I'm, guy's I'm about, way better than Scott Frost. I'm about I'm to show you. you that as a recruiter. Uh, then Scott Frost had the 17th best recruiting class in 2020. I get it. 2019, Nebraska had the 15th recruiting class. So um, you're sitting here saying that Matt Rule's getting the recruits. He's not getting the recruits. Did you look at transfers? Does Frost that count did? transfers? I don't think that counts transfers. I don't know if it counts transfers or not. Probably doesn't. So I'll give you that fairness. But um, that's all I'm talking about. I don't know what he's doing on the high school trail. I yeah, no I don't know what type of offense he wants to run. Don't know any of that. Quarterback you know. will be a deal. Like they, I, I'm anxious to see what they have at quarterback. But I think their line and stuff's going to be pretty good. From what well, I'm that would be the first for like a decade because the Nebraska and line of scrimmage play uh, are not friends. Um, Frankly, uh, they've been soft since Ndamukong Sue left. And I don't know how they can, in good conscience, hand out black shirts, you know, that sacred and holy thing that they do. So fucking stupid. Sorry. That, that was uncalled for. Maybe just delete the end of this all because I'm no, no, we're keeping, like an idiot. We're, we're going to keep it real. Yeah. Well, that's what we do here. We keep it real. Speaking of which, you know what? You talked earlier on before we started. Let's end there. Circular narrative, my favorite type of narrative. Boom. He's John March, Miller. A lot of million Miller and Williams or Williams and Miller in March. A lot <laughs> of it. A lot of us. A lot of it. Williams like said he's staying at my house. Then we're going to spend four nights together in Vegas, thanks to our friends at Circa. Oh God. I don't even know how to do the cross thing, but I you're with trying. me. You're with me. I'm 51. How much trouble could we possibly get in? You ever seen The Hangover? Nope. Should watch it. He's John Miller. I'm Chris Williams. Have a great rest of your week.
Iowa everywhere.